0: What's going on? Welcome into the Pelicans podcast presented by Seek Geek. Happy game day. Pelicans will welcome in the Oklahoma City Thunder game number three of four as uh, we are joined by David Wesley and Aaron Hargan. Both you can see on Fox Sports New Orleans for the pregame halftime and postgame. So I know you can't see Aaron dancing, but she is dancing as we are getting ready to do this. Podcast. I wanted to
1: make sure I wanted to make sure he got my cabbage patch because I'm working on it, you know.
0: <laughs> And fun guy David Wesley's over here dancing as well. Good to talk to you both. How the heck are you
2: guys? <laughs> Pretty good. We're doing great. You know, it's, um, you know, a start of a, a, um, a good solid season. And I think this team is really fun to watch. So um, looking forward to tonight's game and get another win.
1: I will say um, the fact that David Wesley and I have made it now 14 shows, if you include both free and post, without getting canceled, I'm going to chalk that up as a hot start to the season for the both of us. How about that? No, it's been fun. We just, I miss you. I don't like seeing people in boxes anymore. I yes. want real life. I want All real life. I want to see Sallerson in real life soon.
0: <laughs> I know. And hopefully that that is soon. And yeah, you guys are, you're lasting so long We're start comparing your shows, to law and order SVU. I mean, how long they've been running on, you know, you're getting <laughs> there. <laughs> you're almost there. You're almost there. Um, but Aaron, talk about the challenges. I mean, obviously you're in Dallas and unable to come here to New Orleans right now. And David's here in New Orleans. AD's here in New Orleans. Joel as well. And Jen, what's been the challenges like for you just hosting a show with, you mentioned the boxes and everyone in different places. It's gotta be a, a, a different scene for you there in Dallas.
1: It's very different. I'm I'm alone in, in a studio, which is why I'm like, you know, I'm breaking out like a random dance here on a podcast because, you know, I gotta like, I gotta find, no, but listen, it's, it's, um, David and I actually talked about this yesterday. Like, it is challenging because we enjoy the in person interaction on the show and, and we enjoy having fun on the show. It's kind of hard to do that when David's in one place, I'm in another, Eighties, is not, you can't really read body language. Like, we've tried joking on the show and with delays and, and, you know, and whatnot. Like, we're stepping on each other and then it just gets awkward. So I'm like, okay, we can't, we're, we're just going to, you know, remember last night it was like, we're just going to get right into it. And I don't know. So we've just kind of had to change our approach to shows. Um, but at the end of the day, though, I'm so thankful that I get to work. I mean, honestly, working with David and 80 every day is just, it's, it's not work. It never feels like work, right? Um, and that's all you can really ask for. So listen, here, there, in a box, outside one, I don't care. As long as I get to work with D-Dub, um, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm hoping viewers are as well.
2: Thank you, and, David. And, and we're, making, we're making the most of the situation, but there are little nuances that it's hard to take care of all the what ifs. Um, so for me, you know, when she's talking about people being in different places, you know, if you're sitting in the studio with with each other, you can kind of give them a nod, you can give them a look, and you can kind of get in. But now it's kind of this this delay, and we have a delay that we have to work with, which is about three seconds, which makes it hard to go from one person to the next or to even step in. Uh, there's been a couple of times where AD does, was in the A block, he's done, we're in the B block, and his microphone is still in my ear. So he's still talking to people around him in my ear while I'm going, it happened last night. And I know they're doing everything they can to, to fix it and move, you know, push buttons and unplug and replug. But, you know, it's it's those things that you have to kind of deal with, you you It can be frustrating, but also you have to realize that they're trying their best. They're doing their thing and you're trying to do your thing. And sometimes it just, it's going to be those, those things that that kind of come in and make it difficult, but we're working our way through
1: So now you know how Stan feels when you're interrupting his press conference (laughs) via, via the background of Jen Hale's phone. I'm like, welcome to 2020 into 2021, right? Like this is, this is what it is. We're, 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 you know what we're surviving we're here yes. and we're surviving. So I'm having fun.
0: Absolutely. I think I set a record for most times throwing at the Stan Van Gundy on Monday night, which was three <laughs> and hopefully we'll not get the four. Maybe the away. exactly. As David Wesley's breaking down Eric Bledsoe, we're trying to get Stan Van Gundy. off. I it.
1: literally I literally, my producer gets in my ear. He's like, hey, coach is ready whenever you are. So I'm about to talk to coach. And he goes, abort, abort. He walked away from the mic. Don't throw to coach. Little did I know why he was <laughs> storming away from the mic. to me
2: questions. I won't be talking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Again. We haven't been canceled, Sollerson, so we're
0: uh, we're that's a win. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You guys do a great job on the show. I know you all generally genuinely enjoy talking to each other. I think that shows up on the air for, for everything you guys do. So it's certainly fun to watch when I get to go back and watch you guys when I DVR the games as well. Um, but let's talk about this team, too, because it's been an interesting start to the season. There's been already some ups. There's been some downs. We'll maybe get into Monday's game. I don't know if I want to go back on that route, but we think we might have to at some point but David I'll start with you then go to Aaron it, it you know a new head coach you have a couple of new pieces in Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams and then you have the young guys that are hopefully trying to make their move in their second year with the team uh, what are your thoughts so far through seven games?
2: I think it's been a, a really positive start uh, you know I you know I always talk about playing for Jeff Van Gundy in Houston and a lot of Jeff and Stan's message are really similar and the attention to detail, the defensive emphasis on playing the game. And when 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 I see this team trying to get up to speed, that takes time. You got all new faces. I remember somebody saying the longest tenure player is Zion. Yeah. And the first thing I thought was, there's no way. He hasn't even played a full season. There's no way he's been here the longest. And yes, he's tech, he's been here the longest. So when you think of your rookie phenom being your longest tenured player, then you know you have a lot of moving pieces. You got the COVID, you have the shortened preseason, no, tr- relatively no training camp. So this is going to take time. The fans, we all have to have patience and And I think they've shown some really good things. When they do what they're, what they have been coached to do, they they look really good. And the mistakes they make, you can chalk them up as they haven't been together long, they're young, they're figuring it out. And I think that has a lot to do with, like, even J.J. You think J.J.'s in a a struggle shooting the basketball right now. And I remember when uh, Byron Scott came in and we went from one offense to, this Princeton offense. And it was like, everybody was like, wait, what? How do I get where, what? And for me, because I played against it, I kind of knew where to find my shots because I played against it, kind of knew what it was doing. Well, this is what they're figuring out. JJ had this pace and space. He was always seemed to be open. Now it's a little bit different. He's depending on screens. He's depending on ball movement and things like that. And when it happens, he came out the first game, shot it well, and since then it's just been he hasn't found where his spot is, and he'll get there. And I think this whole team will continue to grow. But for me, they're exciting to watch, they're fun to watch, and they're fun to watch grow.
1: And I'll say, you know, you mentioned Zion being, of course, the longest tenured now, which is crazy. But and of course, you know, he's he's the lottery pick, and he's one of the the franchise cornerstones, of course. But I think I mean, this is this is Brandon Ingram's team. Uh, Right now. In fact, we were talking prior to coming on the podcast about, you know, when I look back at the year 2020, which will go down as the strangest and most challenging year, at least in my life, I'm going to choose to remember it as the year of BI. That kid, I mean... And he, and he should, too, he should look back fondly seeing you know, he, he got he was a first time all star and named the most improved players, find the max extension and then opened the season as the first player of the week in the Western Conference. So like of all the stars in the West, he got the first nod. like I'm so happy for all the things that have come his way because he works so hard and he's an even better human than he is a basketball player. We, David and I talked about that a lot you know he's, he's dapping up security guards and ushers maybe not in this particular year but you know he's he knows names and he he just I don't know he he treats people with kindness and respect and that's just someone I root for right and so um I just I have been amazed with the improvement we've seen just in this season I know J.J. has raved of it and J.J. is not just going to throw that out there unsolicited right um and I I just you know it's been fun to watch um and and I just think um he and Zion just the future is bright here in new Orleans with, with this franchise in their hands.
0: No doubt about it. Um, David, I kind of want to go back to you because you mentioned JJ and obviously you played in the league and I know you never had a shooting slump. So I'm not going to ask you how you dealt with it, but as a former player, you know, when you go through that, how much of it is just the mental factor. And JJ said yesterday, I'm going to be fine. I've, I've done this before. I've started off with struggles and I've ended up shooting 40%, but how, how do you get through something like this when, it's been four or five games and you're getting shots blocked, but you're also trying to get your rhythm going. I think he just wants to get more than two or three shots off during a game. How, how do you approach this from a, a mental aspect and even from an execution standpoint when trying to get out of a slump?
2: Here's another problem with that. There's, there's you know, he when he talks about him starting off bad and shooting 40%, he was quite a bit younger. Mm-hmm. And I think back to when I was 36, my last year in the league, and it was so hard to just get loose. Well, then you throw in the pandemic aspect. They're not practicing. They're not running full speed. They're playing every other night. Coach Van Gundy has played the starters quite a, you know, he's, he's leaned on his starters quite a bit. So they're not running, they're not playing. So when, when I was in the slumps or, or having trouble shooting the basketball, always had practice, you know, we'd have two or three days of practice where I could go in, we'd be running plays, we're going full speed, we're working on the sweat, and I'm shooting game shots, as well as I got plenty of practice time to shoot game shots. He's not getting that, and that's, that's the difficult part of him trying to come out of this slump is him shooting wide open shots is not what he needs because they're contested, they're guarded, people are only giving him two or three feet to close out to, to stop him from shooting the basketball. So how does he get out of it? He'll be the first one to learn how to do this because this is all new to all of us. And this is not the time you want to be in a slump. I mean, it's, there's no time to kind of figure it out and, and, and get back on track, but he'll work at it. He'll keep doing it. And you keep saying, you know, all he needs is one shot to go in sometimes, and sometimes it takes a little bit more. Right now, it, seem, it would seem like it, he just doesn't feel it. Like they're short, they're long, they're short, they're long. But he's a great shooter. He'll figure it out. And hopefully he'll figure it out sooner than later.
1: Well, and David, you and I mentioned Monday night that, you know, even if his shot is not falling, he's finding other ways to affect the game Absolutely. and finding other ways to impact this. And so, you know, be it in a box score or outside one, you know, with energy plays or drawing charges. And I know I had asked Stan um, the other day about uh, just how, how much better this team is at making mid-game adjustments this season. I, obviously, that's in large part to him and his new regime. But, you know, he and I, you know, we all know it works both. It's, you got to have both sides. And he talked about how receptive this team is to his adjustments, in large part to a guy like JJ Redick, who is kind of that—that that, he's kind of the vessel of advocacy, so to speak, or stand in that locker room, right? <laughs> I mean, he's—he's he's got, you know, he kind of backs his philosophies, right? David's like too many. That. Things, Say that five right? times fast. <laughs> <laughs> I've had—I've had my—I've had, my co- had my coffee today. Big words coming soon. Um, so. <laughs> I, like, But he's, he's the leader in the locker room. And, and, I, and Stan, I think, and we talked about that, David, at the beginning of the season, Stan needs a J.J. And, and a Stephen Adams, someone who's buying in and getting the other guys to buy in as well. So so J.J.'s impacting this team in so many other ways outside of just that three.
0: I'm glad he brought up Stephen Adams because, you know, when talking about building a culture here and everyone wants to throw that word around, you know, everyone talks about the heat and that culture and, you know, how other teams can get to that point it starts with the character of guys that you have inside your locker room. And I feel like even the additions, the Pelicans have added with Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams add that. I know Aaron, you've been on a lot of the zoom calls with media availability like I have. And, and just hearing Steven Adams (laughs) describe and answer a question and goof around. And, you know, the good thing is he'll, he'll answer your question as best as he can. But then also there's sometimes that he'll just go way off the deep end. (laughs) How fun has it been just listening to Steven Adams?
1: first of all david's laughing because i how many times have i said this year steven adams interviews give me life yeah. okay so the, the, he's genius in the sense that he calls everyone mate mm-hmm. right everyone's mate which is kind of awesome but at the same time it's genius because he doesn't have to remember names right yeah. everyone's mate and it's cool it's good right like i should probably pick that up at some point <laughs> i'm terrible with names i should probably catch on to that but um you know but he's like as you mentioned he's genuine he's thoughtful i will tell you when i saw that news come across the ticker in the offseason that we in, in november that we had picked up stephen adams um i i might not have celebrated that hard since the, the since we i learned we won the lottery for zion right like coincidentally while i was wedding dress shopping so like never have i celebrated more solo in my life with a bunch of people that had zero grasp of like what i was celebrating that night <laughs> again, Stephen Adams tangents. But but I, I was so excited because Stephen Adams is the he was that post presence we've been needing. You know, that true, that true anchor in the front court. Um, not to mention the strongest man in the league, according to a number of players. Um, and and just a lovable guy beyond beyond his basketball abilities. And and so I was I was I was stoked about that pickup. I, I was I was curious to know how he would work with Zion on the paint. And David and I have discussed this all season. If anything Steven Adams knows how to not clog the paint and to clear it for the superstars. I mean, who did he play alongside an OKC for what six seasons? Russell Westbrook. He's well away, you know, he is versed in clearing the lane for guys to 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 charge. I don't so so I mean I I've loved watching that pair grow even through the first seven games. And at the end of the day, he wears flip flops in the freezing cold and in the snow. So he's just an absolute BA. Okay. That's it. I am like I'm, I'm, I'm some leader of the fan club, clearly.
0: No, that's okay. I think we all are. I think we're going to join that fan club with you, Aaron, because he is fantastic. And I bundle up when it's 55 degrees here and he wears sandals <laughs> when it's negative 10 outside. So you can tell who can handle the cold better. Um, it's definitely Steven Adams. But David, when we look at, you know, the nature of the NBA right now and everyone's going pace and space and three-pointers and the Pelicans go with two big men down low who really can't space the floor from a three-point standpoint, a lot of people want to draw criticism of you know how is this going to work with with everything going on but I think also people don't realize the fact that rebounding is such a huge part of this offense and defense now and if you look at Zion and Steven Adams combining for almost seven offensive rebounds per game how can the Pelicans kind of go beyond what normally the NBA does with the pace space? how can they succeed
2: with those two big guys on the floor at the same time well First of all, this is, I think this is why I enjoy this team so much and enjoy watching and and watching Coach Van Gundy coach. It's more old school. It's more my era. Uh, two bigs in the game. Um, a lot of half court, push when you can, push off opportunities, you know, long rebounds, steals, uh, you know, turnovers, whatever the case may be. Then you have to be able to run half court. Now. Even in my era, there were teams that were middle of the road that didn't necessarily execute down the stretch as well as the better teams. And that's where the Pelicans have to get here. They haven't had to depend on half-court basketball for a lot of their careers because it seems like every team is playing this you know, pace and space. But now... They can run when they need to. They can run on opportunities, but they're gonna get really good at just executing down the stretch. They've had, what, three games that that, um, that have come down to the wire, um, and so they're learning. Last night is disappointing because you would like to see them close that game, but it's also a chance for them to learn. So the, the way they're playing their bigs, it's gonna work. They don't have to shoot threes. As a matter of fact, the way they attack the paint, the way they, they uh, drive the basketball, drive and kick, I think it's better. And when they first did that after the big loss against Phoenix, wh- when they did that, they were effective but still shot 36 threes. So it's just a matter of now you're getting better looks at threes, but also you're getting a better feel for the game because you're, you're actually scoring the basketball inside the arc, whether it be mid-range or all the way to the basket. And I think it can work. I want it to work because this pace and space where everybody gets to shoot and everybody shoot threes, it drives me bananas. And if you've been, and if you're old school, if you're my era, all these guys, while we are accepting it, we it, it's not the same. And you'll hear AD talk about, get the, get the ball in your best player's hands and go finish. And that's what they've done. And I think it works and it's certainly elevated Brandon's game way up here. Like he's doing a little bit of everything. He's controlling the pace now. If he can get to the end of the game and still have some energy, because he's been he's been counted on for a lot, and this is his first year doing it. So yeah, he will gradually get in shape and be able to close games even better than what he's already doing. So um, I I see this working. I want it to work because I want. I don't want every team playing the same. I want coaches coming in and this is my system and I'm gonna use my system to be your system and my system's better. And my guys are more disciplined and, and they're, they're, they're doing all the things that I'm asking them to do. So um, I, I think this can work. Um, I hope it works and we'll see what happens.
0: Should be, uh should be exciting to see what the team has to offer in these next couple of games before they hit the road for a seven game road trip. So these mm-hmm. la- next two games, Thunder and Hornets are, are, are pretty important. Um, Before I let you both go, just looking at the NBA in general, it's been kind of interesting to see how other teams are dealing with this and, you know, dealing with the schedule. Some teams are already playing teams and, and back-to-backs kind of like a baseball series. And some teams have, you know, not played a lot of home games. Some teams that are Supposed to be at the top of the West are, you know, getting off the slow start. Some teams in the East that people didn't really expect to be up there are now up at the top. We've seen the, the Hawks, the, the Knicks now at four and three. Uh, we've seen the, you know, the Atlanta Magic at five and two. Um, before I let you go, I'll start with Aaron. Just kind of what's been surprising to you or what have you noticed about the league in general through these first couple of weeks?
1: Keep in mind, too, some arenas have fans. Others right. don't, right? And and I will say that to that point, um, you know, and Dave and I have have had this discussion on the show. Um, I don't know if we realized how big a role fans and, and fan engagement plays in this game. Um, and I, I think Dame Lillard maybe brought it up at one point about how, um, you know, a lot of times, and we had discussed this with some of the Pelicans' losses that that lack of energy. How much of that, David, do players get from the fans, be it going on a run or visiting an arena and feeding off uh, the opposing fans, you know? I, I who I, I want to say it was JJ the other day that mentioned OKC, which is one of, like, the, the greatest home venues in the NBA, was the quietest arena they had played in the season. How sad is that? I mean, that made me sad, especially on Stephen Adams' homecoming night. Come on. Right. Like, I wanted that ovation for him, and hopefully he'll get it at some point. But... Um, I think that's played a role as well in like some of these, these players are having to kind of make up for that, that energy in other ways. I think they're, they're, you know, they're learning, they're learning how throughout, you know, this is a learning experience for all of us as we open this podcast with. Um, And, and, and so I don't know. I just think it's it's too early for me right now in the season to really start kind of making projections um, seeing, you know, you mentioned Orlando's off to a hot start yet this Oklahoma city squad defeated Orlando at their place you know I I want to say they beat Charlotte at Charlotte uh one point lost to Utah and but then we blow them out and hopefully Pels take care of them again tonight in fact I would hate to be the team that's have to see New Orleans after Monday night I will just throw that out there but so it's I don't know David am I wrong in saying like I feel like it's way too early for me to and you know me I like those hot takes but I I don't know if I (laughs) Let me get another sip and maybe I got one later.
2: <laughs> right. No, I, I, I agree with that. It, it is too early, but you know, you, you guys are talking about teams that, um, you know, that are, that are struggling that were Toronto, Toronto, you know, they're a good team. And, you know, when the Pelicans played them, they were one and four leaving the building. So it's, and are they even at their, they're not even playing in their own arena. Aren't they no, playing in Tampa in Tampa? So, Wow, this, this, this <laughs> pandemic has, has did a number on a lot of teams. You talk about some teams with fans, just we're one of six um, NBA teams that allow fans. We only have 750. And I, and I always go back to the Atlanta game I played. It was a snow game. And you could literally hear fans talking, having conversations during the game. You could hear everything on the floor. It was the hardest game to get going. And there still probably was over five or 6,000 fans there, but it felt empty and quiet. So I can't imagine playing in a completely, empty, as big as some of these arenas are, I can't imagine playing in a completely empty arena with just players and coaches and staff and somebody to run the clock. It's 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 a it's crazy. So uh, to have to do this night in and night out in a season that's coming really fast, um, it can be tough, you know, when you're tired, sore, uh, long flight, you know, all the things. And now you don't have any fans to kind of jumpstart you. It, it's it's got to be tough for all these guys and, and remark. And, and, and for that, because of the pandemic and we watched the bubble, you never know. Anything could happen. So mm-hmm. to make a prediction now, you could be right, even if it's ridiculous. Or you can make a prediction, go with the the front runner and find out that they end up like the Clippers.
1: So so are you going to make a ridiculous take then? Was that your segue? I'm not taking a hot take. I know you want a hot
2: take. I'm not doing it.
1: I'm 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 softballing it. I'm softballing (laughs) it.
2: This
0: is recorded. We can go back in a couple weeks and just you know revisit some of these hot takes if we want.
1: Or just completely like delete them. Or just delete them. If yeah, depending on, on how, of depending on how good
0: or bad it is. We do have that con- editing control.
2: Exactly. So if you, you want to get the hot podcasting. take.
0: If we want to do a hot take right now, I'll be like, Aaron, I don't remember you even saying that. So I don't think it actually happened before. Aaron, that was a great <laughs> now, point no, you made a couple of weeks never ago. How can win a- the championship? T- 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 <laughs> how can you beat that, Aaron? I don't think you can. <laughs> Yeah,
1: be hey, dead. I was, I'm just going to say, time and memory are meaningless at this point. So I don't know. I mean, you know, listen, I will say, here's my hot take. There is no All-Star game this season. I, I, I'm, assuming, I'm, I'm hoping they're still going to name All-Stars yeah, at the midway so. point. I'm going to go out there and say we have two.
2: Ooh.
1: I think... And I'm, okay, so I, help me, help me, help me make this hot take quickly. Okay, obviously, Brandon Ingram is a shoo-in. And if he's not, someone will feel my wrath. But Zion or, like, Steven Adams, I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I want to see, I, I, I want, if Zion, because, I mean, what, he's, he's got four double-doubles this season. I think Monday was his first since, like, opening the season with three straight I don't know if he stays healthy and keeps up the production, and it's and then if this team's rolling, I think we got I think we got Zion and Bi getting all star up. What do y'all okay.
2: think? And before and I then, jump and then, in,
1: and then, we, and then we delete it if it doesn't happen. So okay. Yeah,
2: exactly. Okay. It never happened. Before I jump in, I would I would have to go back and kind of look at the bigs in the West. Um, I mean you got you got Jokic.
1: I know West. it's.
2: Uh, it was hard enough getting bi in the game last year yeah I mean I I I think bi I, I think bi I agree Zion or both Ugh. that's why it's a hot take though right yes it's
0: hot,
1: <laughs> it's it's hot. I love that I threw but li- but seriously I mean Steven Adams is a difference maker in this league. If you look at this team's production with him both on and off the floor, it was the same way in Oklahoma city. I think, why do I still feel like he's underrated even with how, and again, we've heard a number of players. These are NBA players saying that dude's strong. Like I'm, I'm not going, I'm not getting in a, I'm not getting in a tug of war with him. Right.
2: Well, the thing about a guy like Steven Adams is his numbers are going to be solid. They're going to be consistent. You're going to get consistent play out of him. But when when the voters are voting and some of them don't see all the games they just that's see true. the numbers and if they see the numbers 12 and 10 12 and 11 i mean that's solid but that's not getting you you know over some of the other bigs putting up you know 18 to 25
1: said, could he at least be there for media day if they have one, if they have a Zoom all-star? I mean, come on, if anything, even if he's not named an all-star for the pretend game this season, he at least needs to be. He's like he's an MVP at interviews, so he at least needs to be at media day. How about that? Well, let me say this. I guarantee <laughs> you, if
2: you're not involved in whatever they do with the all-star game, you're not going to be on a Zoom call mm. just for fun. <laughs> Especially not Steven Adams
0: well i think he should be part of the broadcast maybe he should hop on with you guys one of these days and uh have david wesley antonio it, daniels and Stephen adams and Aaron hardigan i think oh that'd be a great show oh my
1: gosh that would be so much can I we flip all box. wear flip-flops can we all wear flip-flops
0: yes and then can like je- show
1: them on you know
0: okay. so you can wear flip-flops whenever you want i don't <laughs> think they see your feet so
1: <laughs> actually no actually they do now which i kind of have an issue with because i'm having to like fully dress up oh i can't body. i can't I can't do the whole, like, cause they kind of changed it up, Salerson. So like, I can't do the behind the desk, like business up top thing anymore, like leggings oh. and kicks on the bottom. So yeah, so again, another <laughs> welcome to 2020. Aaron actually has to get dressed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a time to be alive, huh? How sad. <laughs> Well, guys, as uh, we need to start a GoFundMe so I can pay for Zoom premium because it's telling me I have five minutes before this thing will completely shut off, and I don't want to go without saying goodbye to you guys. So, um, one, please, uh, we'll start a GoFundMe just so we can have longer conversations. But make sure you watch Aaron and David and Antonio and Jen and Joel every night. They do a great job with pregame, halftime, postgame, giving you the insight and in the laughs. And I think that's really important during this time that you all are able to have fun, and I think it shows. And I think the fans really enjoy it. So. I really appreciate the time. We're going to have to come back and do this in a couple of weeks, and we'll go over the hot takes, and we'll, we'll talk about this team, <laughs> hopefully Listen, uh, winning some more games.
1: No more being modest, Mr. Sellerson. We appreciate you, and we love – we are we are the biggest fans of this podcast. And I, I'm kind of bummed Eichenhofer uh, ditched us today. He big-timed us today, and I will be picking that. Well, Eichenhofer was Eichenhofer supposed to be on here too? Eichenhofer was supposed to be on. I was victim. like – you know, ever since like, he's joined the show,
0: he, he's hired an agent, and he says I, I oh only no. on a couple times a week, and this is a day I, off. And he was like, "There's no way I'm going on with those two. I need bigger guests in order." So, I mean, those were his words. I'm just I'm not yeah, trying David, to start I anything. But... I, I
1: was like, I was like, "Is it me?" I said, "Is it me?" <laughs> 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 That's always my Do best. your thing.
0: See, you hopped on and only saw me, and you're like, "Is there anyone else <laughs> coming on?" I
1: that <laughs> I. Feel bad. I, I feel that I hopped on and I go, Where's Jim? It wasn't, hey Daniel, how are you doing? <laughs> Good but, to see like, Where's you. Jim?
0: <laughs> I get that a but lot. Listen,
1: we are so listen, we love what you do, and and you guys have just as much fun. And thank you for that because you guys have been a light through uh through a sportsless year, live, sportsless, live, sportsless year for us. Um, so so we appreciate you having us on. And I was hoping maybe we'd get to the point where this podcast would just cut off because that's so us. Like, like end, the Sopranos, like just end. Yes,
0: yeah, like the <laughs> sentence, because that's so us <laughs> I know, no, but we're gonna we're gonna keep it so we can say goodbye. And yeah, we'll do this in a couple of weeks. Let's make a. Let's have Wesley Wednesday come alive here. You know, I think uh, we should start making that happen. As long as Aaron's coming on with me, I'm I'm All right.
1: Well, okay, let's make it Happy Hour Hardigan then. Oh, that'll get real
0: interesting. Happy Hour Hardigan Wesley Wednesday.
1: You want to yeah, talk yeah, hot oh. takes. We'll see you then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if anyone wants to throw a sponsor out there with some beverages, uh, we'll, we'll do that. We'll circle on that. It we is got Orleans. a plan. It,
1: it, is, it is New Orleans. It is New Orleans. If it's allowed one place, it's in New Orleans. <laughs> hey, Salerson, thanks so much for having us on, though, man.
0: This is yeah, so fun. Lot, Absolutely. Hope to see you guys in person. I see David in person there and hope we can see you soon. Uh, Pelicans and Thunder tonight, 7 oh. o'clock. Make sure you watch Aaron and David starting at 6.30 with also Antonio Daniels and then Joel Myers and A.D. Dean Jen Hale on the call at 7. Todd Graffini, John DeShazer on the radio as well. Caroline on the sidelines. I'll have Pelicans warm from you at 6.30. So until tonight, for everyone, thanks for listening to the Pelicans podcast presented by Seeky.